This is a podcast from Minute Media. I still believe through the cold and through the heat, through the rain and through the tears, through the crowds and through the cheers. Oh, I still believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, it is Thursday, May 5th, the year of our Lord, who should have been Rookie of the Year, Evan Mobley. It's the Dogs of War podcast. This is Kevin along with my beloved co-host, the other half of the podcast. Raleigh. And actually, Raleigh, I lied. It's actually thirds of the podcast tonight because I'm one third of a crew, including our guest co-star co-host mr hayden grove hayden how are you sir i'm good guys thank you for having me i appreciate being a part of this (laughs) thank you for thank you for joining us uh so i went to the dogs of war podcast again (laughs) uh yeah if you're from cleveland if you follow the browns or any of the sports teams you know hayden he works for cleveland.com all his info will be in the description um Boys, how are we doing? You know, Raleigh, the last few episodes, we've just kind of hopped on and been like interviewing. Let's go. Um, I want to take 30 seconds and just how are we doing? What's up? When you said the year of our Lord, you didn't actually say the year. That's been bothering me. Did I say year of our Lord 2020? No, because it's the year of our Lord, Evan Mobley, not 2022. Oh, okay. Well, sick. Thanks for clarifying the joke then. Um, so it's funny. Hayden, when he dialed into this call, he was walking down some hallway it looked like he was in a high school. Uh, no, he is currently at Jacobs Field. I'm sorry. Uh, Progressive Field. Um, Supporting the Cleveland Native Guardians. Fa- Ooh, I like that. Native Guardians. Okay. Um, I, hold on. One, one second, guys. They're kicking me out of this room, I think. Can I, can I get out even if you lock up? Okay. All right. Thank you. Perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, you are having a... <laughs> rare insight into what it's actually like to be in the Cleveland media. Yeah, they kick us out of rooms a lot. So did Dolan just try to but kick you though. out? Was that Dolan? No. Yeah, no, it was not. Right, so Hayden not. is now in some new room at uh, the Jake. Um, hey, no, in all seriousness, thanks for joining us. Great to see you. How are we doing? Um, before we get into sports and everything else, um, you know, we've talked about on this show before uh, how you are a singer, a crooner outside of your nine to five well actually mm-hmm. it's like a 24 7 with uh cleveland sports um you used to post or you still post all of your shows you sang a lot of shows at crocker and, and all over the place uh you posted something like a month or two ago you have like a thousand sh- like a whole tour lined up this summer <laughs> um please i because i personally want to hear more about this and i want you to plug it for the audience what are you doing? It you're singing all over the place this summer. Talk to us. Yeah, so I have a ton of uh, I have a ton of gigs this summer. I want to give a shout out to my um, I have a manager named Rebecca Oswald who um, has helped me out tremendously. She was What's a up, fan. Rebecca? She she's a, she was a fan and she uh, um, saw me on TikTok and she's like, I really believe in your talent. I just want to help you out. So I was like, if you want to take some some 
some stuff off my plate, I would love that. So she's really she like violinist. Rebecca, I play violin. Okay. There you go. Kevin, we'll, we'll get you on the schedule. So yeah. So this summer, I mean, I got, let's count. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, Talk about it. 15, Talk about 16, it. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, <laughs> 22, 23, 23 gigs coming up. Wow. Yeah. So are you, is it all like Northeast Ohio? Um, most are. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm doing a, I'm doing a couple of weddings. One of which will be in South Florida for my buddy's wedding, but mostly are, they're around uh, Northeast Ohio. Yeah. You got to watch out for the taxes when you're a 1099 yeah. independent <laughs> contractor, the IRS will come for you. If you don't report, yep. there's some things you can slide on. You can slide on the weddings, but Raleigh works in the tax industry. If you guys didn't know that by now, I, I followed my dreams, Kevin. Um, and I will. That that was not a dish. The tax the tax industry is a whole. Stop Ma- it! It's a magical, magical industry. Stop it! That was not a dish. Um. Yeah. Watch out, Hayden. Keep track. Of I will. I, listen. I I will. I will keep track. My my uncle is a lawyer. He does a very good job. He helps me out. So we we make sure we pay our taxes. Hell no! Oh, I mean. By the way, Hayden just winked at us, guys. If you since you can't see this, so. no, I did not I'm wink. Kidding. I did not I'm wink. Um, hey, no, but congrats to you, man. That's incredible. Um, I appreciate it. Let's just start out real quick, high level. Uh, Hayden, we'll start with you. Initial thoughts, high level on the draft of the Browns this past weekend. Should we go pick by I, pick? Sorry. No, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about all nine or seven or nine picks. Just overall, um, kind of the yeah. highlight thoughts. Uh, highlight thoughts. I thought that the Emerson pick was a little high, um, but then when you look at what you know, they traded Troy Hill up right away. So obviously that was a position they were looking to upgrade. They still kind of need a slot corner. Maybe that'll be a guy like um, Greg Newsom. And then um, I thought overall. I mean, I love the Cade York pick. I love the Perry on Winfrey pick. Um, I'm just so surprised that they took nine players because I don't think there's going to be. I think five make the roster. I think five to six make the roster. So it's a little bit of wasted value in my opinion, but you know, again, seventh round picks, you never know. So um, I thought it was okay. I, I thought that they drafted positions of need, you know, trying to get to the passer. That's important. Um, they drafted defensive tackle. They drafted a kicker. Uh, you obviously needed a corner if you're going to trade Troy Hill. So I thought they've drafted positions of need and um, I didn't mind at all. What they did. Yeah. I, it seemed like they were, trying to set how do i say this they weren't picking necessarily the best player available but the best player that fit their their needs at least early on there were a couple that threw me off i was hopefully i'm proven wrong would love to be proven wrong uh what's his name michael woods uh was round six as a receiver which he was like was he the third Oklahoma player picked. Yeah. Yep. They went with, um, they went with Winfrey. Then they went with the, uh, the Isaiah Thomas, the edge rusher. And then they went with Michael Woods. Yeah. Which Winfrey, if I were to say the pick I was most excited about it, it'd probably be Winfrey. Like apparently yeah. he's a DT that can penetrate. I, I laugh every time I say he's a penetrator, but apparently he's a penetrator. You pair that hey, next hey, to Miles. Hey, you're a father now. Right, right. Sorry, family friendly podcast, fatherhood stuff. But Michael Woods, I'm like, do you think he makes the team? I don't. I don't. 
I don't think he makes the team. I don't think anybody. I don't think Dalton Dawson or Dawson Deaton. Dawson Deaton is that his name? Oh, Dawson Deaton, se- the seventh rounder, center. Yeah, the seventh rounder. I don't. I don't think he makes the team. I don't think Woods makes the team. I'd be. Sh- I'd be surprised if Isaiah Thomas made the team. Um, who is the last fourth rounder? Um, because they have three thirds and three fourths. David Bell was. David Bell was the last third receiver. I'm like, I'm, I like the Bell pick. Uh, uh, yeah, hang on, hang on. We pick. got uh, round four. Round four. They, no, no, went. they traded one of round four, so they went Kate, round five. Cade York. They had two fourth rounders. That was Perry yes. Winfrey and, and Cade York. Picker Cade York, which yeah, who was uh, the fifth rounder? Are, are the fifth Jerome rounder, Ford Jerome was Ford. the running back. Okay, yeah, I don't think he makes it either. Really? Because I. All right, so let me let me. Raleigh, you can, are you done with your answer? As as a practice as a practice squad guy, I could see it, but I don't see him. No, I don't see him making it. Um, I just I, I they, unless they do something with Dearness Johnson, I mean, I don't know. So my thoughts on that. So I'll get my thoughts real quick. Um, the, the overall draft. Um, I'm very intrigued. I'm happy with things like adding David Bell. Um, as someone who doesn't, I watch Ohio State football. I watch every Ohio State game. Um, if we're not playing another big 10 team, I'm not watching that game. Um, so I, I get it on paper, but I guess part of me is like, how did he win the big 10, uh, receiver of the year over the boys that the, Ohio, the, the Buckeyes had, but at the same time, I'm like, yo, we drafted the dude that beat out Olave for, and the other boys for receiver of the year. Um, so anyway, David Bell, I'm very into. Uh, Cade York, I'm fascinated by. Perion Winfrey might already be uh, a top 10 most beloved Browns player of all time. We'll get into that. Um, but to, to your point there, Hayden, in terms of uh, Jerome Ford, the running back out of Cincinnati, we drafted uh, fifth round. A.B. and Stefanski uh, so far have valued running backs that can catch the ball. Um yep. You know, Jerome Ford, he can catch the ball. Uh, I think it was in high school I was reading where they had so many studs on the team, so many good running backs. And why they, they just said, hey, we know you're running back, but go play receiver. And he was a stud receiver for them because of that. Um, so I wonder, to put a bow on that ramble, um, do we keep him because he can catch the ball, whereas the Ernest is not known as being a catch and carry receiver? Well, okay. I, I, I'm going to take back my statement a little bit. I think he could make the team, but I mean, you forget about Demetric Felton too, who they took last year. He, they said he's primarily going to be in the running back room this year. Um, so that adds another layer to that. I, do we think I just, he's, do we think he makes the final roster? The who, which Felton one? There. Felton. I think Felton and Ford are kind of the same. Like, I think they're just going to battle it out and whichever yeah. guy makes it, then that's going to be yeah. that. So, okay, so maybe Ford does make it, but I don't think Ford and Felton make it. Okay. I will say that I was surprised that, like, when you have these later round picks, uh, tight end is a position where you will see tight ends come out of nowhere and just thrive. Like, if you look at all of the big name tight end, uh, Travis Kelsey, Gronk. You know we're not talking about tight ends, though, right? I know. I'm just okay, saying. Okay. I'm just making sure. I, okay. Yes, I do know that these guys. Yes, thank, thank you for. Thank God. Okay. Um, Waller, like none of these guys were drafted in earlier than the third round. 
So tight ends, it's like you never know where they're going to develop, how they're going to develop, and some of them just turn out to be studs. And as much as they like using tight ends, the Browns, you'd think that they would have, after cutting Hooper, gone with one instead of Michael Woods, for example. No disrespect to the guy, but if you're if tight ends are a crapshoot, okay, now then, I have to leave. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, but it's okay. I'm still good. Just the room. Thank hey, you. So I, I guess I was surprised room. that they didn't roll the dice on any tight ends later on. Um, a lot of these guys won't make the team. I hope they're all Hall of Famers, obviously, but who knows? It's but I am pretty pumped about Bell. I think I completely his highlights. Agree. I completely agree about the tight end thing. I think unless Kevin Svansky is really going to take a knife to his offense and kind of change things, um, I, you, you, you need tight ends. They only have two on the roster that, that are, have played at all. Like, yeah. where, where are you in Jacob's field right now? You're walking through, like, a like janitor's hallway. So I'm behind the press box, and now I'm entering the, like, like a quiet, area. small little hall. Okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, who do you guys think? This is kind of a hard question I ask because it's been all over the radio and the articles. Who has the biggest impact their rookie year out of all these draft picks, do you think? Um, Raleigh, you go first. Uh, I'm going to cop out and just give two answers. I think it's going to be either Bell or Winfrey. Ooh. Um, uh, Bell, you look at the footage. I mean, he produced – as I, I've always been kind of baffled, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but when you're talking about Olave and uh, Garrett Wilson at Ohio State, well, they're two stud receivers, and they are there's a third stud receiver whose name I can never remember uh, that's still playing for Ohio State. What's and he's the guy that had the most yards of all of them, and they're playing behind. Yeah, <laughs> they're playing for Ohio State, meaning. Defenses, they can't dial down on any one guy. Bell was essentially on his own, and he produced year after year for him. And when you look at the footage, that guy is a grind. Like, he could be a fantastic slot receiver for the Browns, and who knows? He could ball out. Are you – You're who's echoing? Raleigh, you're echoing. Turning down my – wait, what do I do? Uh, you, anyway, no, you're good. Sorry. Uh, Hayden, continue. Um, I think when you talk about the impact, um, you know, for the rookies this year, I think you got to look at uh, Perry and Winfrey, uh, the defensive tackle. They need help there. I mean, last year, they're pretty much their only guys right now are Taven Bryan, who they signed in the offseason, um, and then Tommy Togiai, who was a fifth-round pick last year, and then Jordan Elliott, who's a former third-round pick. So they Sheldon? need help there. No, El- Jordan Elliott. Jordan Elliott. I'm sorry. I'm thinking. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm in time machine Sheldon day. Sorry. Yeah, no, Jordan Elliott. So, um, so between those guys, they need some help. And I think Winfrey can come in and, and play right away. Um, I think Alex uh, Wright is going to be interesting uh, given that we don't know what's going to happen with Jadavion Clowney, but you assume Jadavion Clowney is going to be back. I think, I think he's just kind of waiting because he can wait. Uh, but I would say probably David Bell and Perry on Winfrey. I think those would be my two as well. Probably the biggest impact. I mean, you got it. The, the stats. Let me look at this. Oh, never mind. He only had five. Well, and I was, a half. Let me get my I, answer real quick. Yep. 
Um, I think by default, Cade York, because we just cut all our remaining kickers, uh, he could, knock on wood, should have the biggest impact by default. Um, But I'm not leaving – I'm not closing the door for – I mean, a pair on Winfrey, you know, he's – a lot of people talk about all these things, all the, you know, why he slip, character issues, all that, blah, blah. I was listening to Jake Trotter, who was on the beat at Oklahoma football for several years, right? And yep. Now he works for ESPN, uh, Cleveland Browns coverage. He was like, yeah, I, you know, I reported there for years. I have all, you know, a lot of friends there. I've never heard these character issue things. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to trust him over anyone else in terms of that and Oklahoma football players. Um so I think Perion, you know, I, I've just you hear all these guys get up there that you know they're trained and, and taught to say this, you know, I, I'm I'm blessed, I'm happy, I've been working my ass off, blah blah blah. Perion Winfrey, everyone that's listening to this podcast right now has heard the clips of that guy's press conferences. And he was on ESPN Cleveland, shout out RBS today. Um, the guy says these things, and you literally feel Every word he's saying, he's not just, you know, we, we say coach speak when like the coaches get up there and talk shit out at the podium. Uh, Perry on Winfrey means all these things. You can just tell. So obviously I'm not going to count my chickens before they hatch. Let's let me get on the field or at least even training camp. But I'm most excited about Perry. On. I think Cade has the biggest impact though. Yeah, I think you're right about Cade. I think we forget about him just because he's a kicker. But I think, if, again, if he's your kicker and I think he's going to be your starting kicker, then you would hope he has a big impact. He's got to be good. Also, uh, Alex Wright, is, am I thinking of the right? Uh, he was drafted in the third round DE. Uh, he could be, hopefully, an impact player. But was he the guy that like hit a growth spurt in college? I think so. He's like six seven. Yeah, so that's like he's six, he, he seven. could be the sleeper. It's like, oh wow, he essentially just hit puberty. Now he's, he's six seven. Six, seven. He's was good enough to get drafted. What happens when he like becomes who he is as an adult, and you know, is just one of the greatest edge rushers of all time? So don't rule him out. <laughs> uh, I think he's one of the most. Uh, I, I mean, I haven't. I've seen a couple, one or two tweets about him from a couple people that were like, this guy might be the most underrated pick the Browns made and he might be a star. Um, yeah, he's 6'7", 270. He's from Elba, Alabama, which I'm assuming is a small town, Alabama. A lot of people uh, that are watching him play all through college are very high on him and are you know, expecting big things from him. He could be uh, a sleeper pick here. Um but yeah, I agree with what Hayden said of the the nine guys we picked. I, I expect, you know, five, maybe six guys make it out of camp. And kind of back to what Hayden said about the later draft pick. I, I feel like in the, the first five rounds, they solidified what they needed. And the last ones were just a little bit bizarre, I, I guess. I don't know. But well, you do, I, think at, I think at that point, you just pick like the best, the player you think fits best or an incredibly athletic guy or something like that. Yeah. Um, segue into this next question with Baker's everyone thought Baker was going to be dealt during the draft. Mm-hmm. Do you think that impacts the likelihood of Clowney coming to Cleveland? What Baker? Well, I, I was under the impression that they were waiting to get Baker off the books. I think Clowney's already in the math. I, I think, 
I mean, Hayden, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think from everything I've been hearing, uh, you know, on on RBS and everyone saying that the the Clowney thing just is done, but it's not done. Yeah, it, it seems like Clowney's already on the book. So I wouldn't worry too much about the money there. I don't think Baker has much to do with that. Well, then why the hell haven't they signed Clowney? Because it's it's Jadavion. He, he did the same thing last year. He waited till everybody was kind of done, and then he was like, oh, now I'll go. So I mean, he just... I think it's just a money. Th- I mean, I think he's kind of waiting to see if there's another team who can up the ante and who can give him more money. I like said he, this he, up- he he said it last night. He said it before the offseason. He's like, I'm going to go where they pay me the most. So, like, why not mm-hmm. wait, you know, till you get the best offer possible? Which, that makes sense, and I respect that move. But I'm also like, a lot of people in Cleveland are buying into like, yeah, it's a done deal. He's coming. It's like, well, I mean, I would say, I would say it's likely. I wouldn't say it's a done deal. Yeah. So please, please sign Jadavion Clowney, Mr. Barry, I, if you're listening. And I look, I, I don't want to go down the the Baker wormhole here. We've done, already done this, but like I said in the last podcast, I think people need to relax. Everyone's like, oh, he's people are like shaking. He's still on the roster. Um, Kevin Stefanski got interviewed on ESPN Radio uh, RBS yesterday. They asked him, "Do you think the Baker situation will be resolved?" And Stefanski even blink. He goes, "Oh, absolutely." So, hey guys, it, it might it might not be today, tomorrow. It might not be till June, July. Just relax. Like who? I mean, it's okay. People are like, oh, he. They wake up and they're like, Baker's still on the roster. Oh my god, what's going to Seattle, Carolina? Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, I don't think we're just going to drop them and, and eat nineteen million without getting anything back. Um, Hayden, we bring you on though, not to put you on the spot, but because you actually have more intelligent uh, background and thoughts on these things, but. My my thing the whole time has been like, it, as a Browns fan, just as a strictly as a Browns fan, everyone's got to move on. <laughs> like, just relax. It'll figure it out. Stop worrying about it. Stop talking about it. There's other things we can talk about. We know he's not coming to be our quarterback next year. Time to move on. Let's press forward. I agree. I completely agree. But I think you know, I think that that. Yes. Like, I think that's the way it should be. Just move on everybody. But it's hard to do that when he's still on the roster. So I get that. I think the best thing for Baker and the best thing for the Browns would be to move on. Andrew Berry seems to have this illusion that he's going to get something for Baker. I don't think that's going to happen because they have no leverage because they have a starting quarterback and you have a guy that's a good quarterback, but nobody wants to pay that contract. Anyway, the point being is that you're right. It doesn't matter. Baker will not be here. I wish him all the best. I really do. I still think he's a good player and he's going to start in this league and I still think he's going to be successful, but you're right. I, I, I wish him the best. I think that it's both for best for both him and the organization to move on. And I think everybody just needs to cut this. Like they're kicking him out the door and kicking him down or kicking him on his way out the door. It's like, why, you know, the guy gave you four years, um, you know, of, of his heart and his soul for the city of Cleveland, for the franchise. I mean, you know, could it have been better? I guess. But I don't think anybody should have regrets, and I don't think you should be kicking him on his way out. And that's that's why I would say I said if I'm sorry, Riley, I'll let you go in a second. I'm just saying if if I, for me cheering for the dude that was our quarterback, and I, I'm the one saying let's move on. You yeah. know, and everyone, I said if if me cheering for our quarterback makes me a bit, I said I'll be captain of the Baker Bros. Then, like whatever. Yeah. Uh, Riley, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's essentially it. It's disturbing how how Hayden pretty much said it. The guy played his ass off. It didn't work out. People don't talk about what, what blows my mind is when people like 
attack him for being selfish, for playing hurt. It's like, are you guys out of your minds? He's a competitor. Like, if anything, that's on the coaching staff. And people are bitter that he tried to play through an injury. Well, how many snaps have you taken in the NFL, you idiots? Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know if I I, I I totally agree that, like, he's a competitor and it's his job to, like, you're paying him to be out there and he's going to want to be out there. So, I, again, but all that stuff removed. It's like, what? Yes, okay, it was a bad year. It, they didn't They didn't play well. But there was other stuff that happened. The OBJ thing happened. Like, uh, there was other injuries that happened. Cream Hunt only played eight games. Like, it was just a snake-bitten year. So, just move on. There's nothing to continue to be, like, That's what I'm saying. so upset it's about. It's a perfect shitstorm. I mean, there's a lot of things. Yeah. And people are just trying to move the goalposts and pick things. And not but not just with, not just with Bigger, with everything. Like, there's yeah. just so many things. And, again, it, it's – people got to realize – it's always the vocal minority that gets the most the the loudest speaker on Twitter for some reason, no matter what the topic or, or whatever it is. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, I just think just you need to relax. And <laughs> I think I I agree that people need to relax, but it would be so much easier for people to relax if if Baker was just doing his own thing and and gone and just and the Browns just wouldn't hold on the way that they're holding on. But I understand Andrew Berry's job is not to appease the fans. It's not to appease the the media. It's not to appease any of us. So if he thinks that he can get something and, or he wants to wait for a quarterback to get hurt, then I guess there's more power to him. And I don't even think, I don't even think it's just waiting for a quarterback to get hurt. I just think, you know, you got to wait till the dust settles from the draft and this and that. And again, it's, everyone's like, Oh, it's cause you know, the, God, there's a lot of things that go into this, and I, I'm not. I'm coming at this from a neutral standpoint. Uh, guys, coming off an injury, coming off a surgery, he's owed 19 million. Uh, there's just it, there's so many things, and I'm not. Again, I, I'm down the middle here. Um, it just it's just shitty timing. People know that the Browns got to get rid of him. Uh, the Browns know that other teams, you know, don't have real viable options, and being you know maybe two teams. Um, Again, it's just a perfect shitstorm, and it just everyone <laughs> social media right now is just people searching for validation for their own thoughts. People trying to gang up on one another. People saying this and that. Uh, it's a cesspool. It's a shithole. Uh, sorry for the language, mom and and Mrs. Davis and and Hayden's family. Um, that's where I'm at, and I didn't even want to go down this wormhole. I know Probably that ninety nine percent. That's actually high. Probably ninety percent of the fan base is all on the same page with that. Again, it's people think that Brown's Twitter speaks for everyone at Cleveland. And that's just silly. Yep. Yep. You're right. There's no, I mean, there's no sense talking about it anymore. Just, I, I wish the best for everybody. Barry's going to try to move him. And if he can't, then he'll be either released or traded for very, very little. And he'll get a new start somewhere, which is what we, I think everybody needs. Amen to that. And I hope he balls out. That being said, is that a good thing to end on? Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. Um, <laughs> no, I see. I just want to talk about, uh, I guess, one more thing. We talked about the draft. We rambled for a long time, and I'll take blame yep. for that because, That's okay. again, uh, the world is open again. We had the first, you know, happy hour in years, and I'm, you know, your boy had a couple uh, Dortmunders. So I, I can't go out anymore. Oh, yeah. Father. You're, oh, you're, uh, yeah, you're a new father. Yeah. So shout out, rest baby. in peace. So I'm doing it for all of us. Uh, well, girl, I'll do it. I'll do it when I get home. I'll, I'll do it when I get home. I'm off tomorrow, so I, I will. I'll get home. Uh, I'll get back and probably 
have a have a nightcap. There we go. Hell yeah. Um Hayden Grove parties. He reports, he sings, he parties. Um yeah. Let's see, I don't we're not weird. We went down the the bigger hole. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh we're not I'm not going down the the Deshaun Watson hole tonight. No. Nope, um, me neither. <laughs> and that is obviously no <laughs> uh, they're Raleigh showing us a picture of his daughter in a brown Oh, uniform. nice. All two Love months, that. three months of her? Uh, three. Um, anyway, so real quick before we sign off, uh, hey, we split. Indians went one and one say in the doubleheader. Yep. Yes, they um, did. The Guardians. Eh, yeah, uh, whatever. To be to not get canceled, sure, Guardians. Um, Hayden, before we sign off, what is next with the Browns? Um, rookies are here next week. Uh, when does training camp start? I guess as someone who's actually, uh, professionally on in the know, other than just Raleigh and I who sit from the cheap seats and, and just throw shit out on the podcast. Um, so let me give you that. W- what's next. Um, is there anything, do you know, any of the tea leaves behind when we can expect anything about Deshaun? not to go down the wormhole, just the decision. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll end with those last two questions. Okay, so uh, next up on the calendar is the rookie minicamp. Then there's other minicamps, other OTAs. Um, you'll have training camp in July. Like, when will um, you? Sorry, when will you be there taking pictures of Deshaun Watson throwing the football to receivers? Is that soon or no? I in June, I believe. Okay, or maybe there might be one session one day in 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 this month, but probably June. Okay. Um. Or no, maybe you you might be right. I don't know. I haven't no, looked up. I, I, I am not right. And if it is, it's accidental. Okay. Well, if you're right, I mean, I've lo- I do know, I try to like not look too far in advance, but I definitely looked at, at advance and definitely the rookie minicamp is May 13th or 15th. Um, but from there, I think there's like a day or two um, where we can, we'll be out there. Maybe it's later this month. I'm going to try to see if I can find it right now. Um, Browns Media Center. Here we go. Let's see if we can find it. Because I know, I know that the thirteenth or fifteenth is. Why? Why you're looking that up? Are there yeah. any? Because we've had you on the last couple of years. Two years ago, when you came out for the first time, you were like one of five people who were allowed into training camp because of COVID. Last yeah. year was more open. This year, are there any restrictions at all? Um, it doesn't appear that way as of right now. Um, the draft was pretty open. The combine was really open. So I think that like it's going to be pretty open just in general. So I, I would expect a, a pretty full training camp this year. Let's go. Yeah. I think Literally, it be Raleigh, pretty... let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'd right, be down. Um, but I, you, so your answer to that question, it'll be one or two days. You'll kind of just see it pop up. And then the other question with Deshaun is, is interesting. Um, Roger Goodell said today that like, they're still waiting to go through the civil cases um, and the civil, apparently they're not going to decide on the civil cases till after the season. So I think yeah. that kind of lends I think it kind of lends itself to an opportunity where maybe Deshaun just plays this whole year. And then if they do want to suspend him, they can suspend him after this year. I think, are we really going to do this? I can't, another year plus of this. Yeah. yeah it looks like it. It looks it like a bit, it. And again, all right, like, because we have to, because of we're, we are not trying to throw – we're not trying to minimize any of these allegations, all right? Do we have to talk about this every week for the next year plus? Is that really – like – That's, no, why, I, that's I, why he needs to settle. <laughs> I mean, I very much hope not. I very, very, very much hope not. Because you're right. It's just – what are, we're not even talking about anything. We're just talking about, like, um, 
we're just talking about like you know could could like they make a decision soon exactly exactly god i i i will say i think he's probably going to be playing with more pressure than any quarterback to perform see i disagree on that oh, um, no i disagree i disagree with you kevin i think i think you're 100% right so that means you agree with which, yeah, which is when people talk about the contract and they're like, I can't believe it's all guaranteed. I'm like, well, I'm pretty happy it's guaranteed. I want him to not be thinking about an additional stressor. And that's like, well, worst case, I'm paid. And I do yeah. think that he is a, a true football player and that all we want, all we ask is for him to be focused on the game and have distractions be as minimum as possible. And one right. of those potential distractions, God, this goes back to social media and all the, this little civil war that's going on in Cleveland sports. Yeah. He falters as quarterbacks do tend to falter. I don't care how good they are. People are going to come out of the woodworks. Oh yeah. The Baker, reason why I disagree with you guys is because I think that being accused 23 sexual assault cases, allegations, I don't know if you, you can't go lower than that. So sexual, I want, <laughs> sexual like, misconduct. You can't, it doesn't, whatever. I, I, all right. And I told, we've said on this podcast a thousand times, we're learning how to talk about this as we go along. I don't know if yeah. you can get lower than those. You can't as a human being, get, or whatever. That's pretty low. So I feel like at that point, it's just, I, I don't even know. Again, we're, we'll show finger this out. Well, I just what I'm, like get, what I'm getting at. That's lower than what a football criticism can get at you. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. agree, but I'm going to – there's going to be narratives pushed. Of course. It's like, wow, the guy that the Browns sold their soul for can't even blah, blah, blah. Like in a game where he underperforms, there's going to be noise coming with it. And they sold the farm, and I hope it pays off. It very well might. But people need to stop acting like it's a sure thing because if it goes south – it's not going to go kind of south. It's going to go south hard. The problem right now with Browns, everything is that we are in a perpetual cycle on a lot of things right now between Baker, but no, between the Baker thing and between the Deshaun thing, uh, we got both those going on at the same time. Uh, and I think that's probably more than we've ever had to put up with one of them in one off season, unless two at the same time. Um, anyway, I'm, so. I've been trying to search for this day and this Browns media schedule. I cannot find it anywhere on my phone. It's crazy, but I'll, I'll get it to you. I, I, I will. I don't know. I'll be out there. Don't worry. <laughs> on a positive note, every time we go into a season with high yeah, hopes, let's end on like a positive. We yes. Like we, whenever we go into a season feeling like we are invincible and we can't be beat shit hits the fan going into this with cautious op, uh, pessimism. Who knows, dude? I swear to God, yeah. I'll get roasted for this. If someone gave me their prediction right now, was don't, don't do it. Don't say a good prediction, Kevin. No, I was gonna say if someone put... said we'll win, we're lucky to win five, six games next year. I wouldn't hate that person because oh yeah, because we, we have no idea who's the quarterback is for. I mean, who knows? Um, right. Anyway, I do want to say though, when the dust settles, I know a lot of folks uh, around the division are kind of run their mouth a little bit right now. Um, look. In terms of football, between the lines only, it's all I'm talking about right here. Um, 
y'all about to be in for a, uh, a little bit of a wake-up call in the AFC North when you see uh, what number four can do out there on the field. Um, that's how I'm going to end my portion of this podcast, gentlemen. Any any final thoughts? No, I appreciate you guys having me. And uh, like I said, I don't know, I don't know what day I'll be out there, but I'll be out there. <laughs> we will figure I mean, it out. I, I'll find it just, I have the. I have the email there. It's in there somewhere, and I will check it out. <laughs> Hell yeah, Hayden Grove. That's it, really? Godspeed. I don't know. No, I'll just say, I mean, when the dust settles, uh, you know, and I, again, because we have to say this or people try to um, – I'm, I'm not trying to minimize any of, the, any of the shit going on off the field. I'm saying when it comes to football, <laughs> you got Deshaun – Throwing to Amari Cooper. We got Chubb. We got Hunt out there. Um, football wise, there are some very, very good things to come. Here's here's how I here's how I'll end. They still need a number two receiver. I still believe that. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's gonna be Jarvis Landry. They still need number two. They still need to sign Clowney, and they still need another defensive lineman. That's where I will end. Preach. It. Well, that's that's a bummer. But hey, going into the season with a bummer feeling. Good things happen. Yeah. Shout out COVID season. Um, Yeah. Hopefully uh, people's Jones balls out. Hopefully bell balls out. Hopefully everybody on the Browns balls out. And we just went back to back Super Bowls. That being said, thanks for joining us on the dogs for podcast as we don't know where to feel emotionally. Um, These have been, these have been of the four going into our four season. No big deal. um, Of this podcast. These last few have been the most uh, rudderless because it's kind of don't really know where to go or how to do it. So we're doing this. We go along like everyone else. Appreciate you listening. Uh, Mr. Hayden Grove of cleveland.com. Everyone, everyone knows who Hayden is, but we'll have all his contact info in the description. Of course. Um, again, thank you, sir, for joining us. You're literally sitting in Jacob's field right now to go do your, your post Indians work, post post guardians work at progressive fields. So we appreciate your time uh, for Raleigh, for Hayden, for myself. This is dogs war podcast. Thank you for listening. Good night, Cleveland. It was 1950 in the cold and rain when my father took me to my very first game. Said the Browns are going to show you how the game is played. Here we go again.